What's up, everybody? This is Imani and... Hey, Wall. And we are back at the family barbecue for some more hot topics for you. I actually like to start it off the way I did last time. Hey, Wizzle. Hey, Wheezy. Hey, everything before you hated on me the last time. Yeah, so let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, what's good, man? How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about. I'm kind of like amped up about today. Amped up about this podcast. That's dope. You heard any uh, feedback from the last few? Um, People, well, everybody was definitely feeling... uh, Hakuna Matata niggas. But um, <laughs> besides that episode, everyone is really digging the black love, John. I hate that I wasn't on it, but you get that shine. You feel me? It's all good. Yeah. We'll bring them back, though, so you can get on that. Yeah. One. Shout out to Michelle and Brian. You guys are awesome. I love that <laughs> so much. People love hearing about relationships, bro. Honestly, people like people are really nosy. But like, <laughs> why you say that? Because <laughs> I feel like, in general, like people are usually pretty nosy. And if you are open about like your relationship and um, it's positive, that's even better. Because I feel like people eat up negative things a lot too. Like people eat up negative things happening in relationships like in the few blogs that i do follow um like i follow shade room i follow there's another one i follow i can't think of but the comments are always going crazy when there's anything negative about a celebrity relationship Mm. out so i just think that people are going to be nosy regardless and i would rather them be nosy about a um beautiful relationship that was done right Mm. and i really appreciated that podcast yeah, it was dope, man. They're doing a lot of good stuff. It was, uh, yeah, it was just refreshing. That's what that's the main thing I got from a lot of it. It was, just, it was refreshing, mm-hmm. and it was good to see a positive, uh, you know, representation of what it's like to have a good relationship. So I was happy with that one, and can't wait to see some of the other great stuff they're gonna do and bring them back on again. Mm-hmm. So um, we got a lot to talk about. You feel me? Some quick stuff, some stuff we'll kind of you know just shoot through. So. I got a couple uh, quick ones, and then, you know, you just stop me if we need to talk about it a little bit more. Let's do it. Real quick, uh, I hadn't talked about this before, but I Am Not Your Negro, uh, the movie on James Baldwin, documentary of him. Super dope. Not in a lot of theaters, but, um, you know, look that up. Go check it out. Really good. He was a phenomenal writer. Um, an activist, uh, did a lot of work with um, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and uh, he was someone that they really liked a lot. So that movie, I think, touched on why he was so important because, you know, in this country, sometimes a lot of the people we look up to uh, or should be looking up to in our culture and black culture don't really get that shine in uh, our history classes. So definitely check that out. I Am Not Your Negro. Um I don't think you've seen that one yet, right? No. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. We oh. saw it. Me and Kincaid saw it at a... Uh, we saw it for free, actually, at a uh, film festival in L.A. Mm. So I love L.A., bro. You get all the movies for free. I got, uh, I got like, two free passes to uh, Life, that new one, like, Wednesday. Must be nice, brother. I sent you the joint for uh, King Kong. 
You did, and then you told me to wait so we could watch it together. So I missed the free viewing, and <laughs> but then you went to go see it anyway. <laughs> you this nigga scandalous. Me. Oh wait, this nigga scandalous. She gonna sit here and say, "Oh no, you gave me the tickets," but then you said you wanted me to see it, so I couldn't use them. Then when I get up here to go see it, she tells me, "Oh, but I did go see it though." Right. But it was pretty good, Shut man. Up. Shout out to uh shout out to Samuel L. Jackson. That yeah, King Kong was good. King Kong was good. It was cool. Good. It wasn't great. It was good though. Uh, you liked it a little bit more than I did. Honestly. I probably did. It was very action packed to me. It was. Like, it kept my attention the whole time. I did. I liked it. I'm not yeah. I mean it was it was good. I bet you I'd probably like it more if I seen it again. Just because you know, sometimes you go into it expecting something and it'd be something different, but it was really good, but you was expecting something. So mm-hmm. sometimes you go into it the second time with no expectations. It's a little bit better. So I'm going to check it out again. But my favorite part, Samuel Jackson. Should have known. Bitch, please. <laughs> that was such a... Bitch, please. Yo, that was improv. Like, that was yeah. not in the script. No, that nobody put that in it. <laughs> How you think she felt about that when he said it though? Like, because <laughs> you know it was definitely wasn't in there. Like, how did she feel about that when it happened? She was probably like, startled. They probably had to cut right there and then pick back up on her line. That woman, that white woman, ain't never heard nothing like that before. She was like, "Oh my god!" She probably did, got out of character. Excuse did, me. What did this nigga just call me? That wasn't in the lines, Sammy. That wasn't in the lines. Hey, and then you know he had to get his one motherfucker off. Just huh. one good time. Well, he, wait, wait, when did he say that? He, well, he got smashed right before he said it. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Spoiler alert. So he got like... <laughs> he got, oh, that movie he got, was good. You tripping. He got, he got like 90% of that motherfucker off. Like... <laughs> It was like now that you say no. that, I completely remember that yeah, part. He had it in his hand to detonate it. Die, mother! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Yo, shout out to Samuel. It was nowhere near as good as the motherfucking Deep Blue Sea. Nowhere near it. Mary, you just or any of the other remember ones. everything. All the funny parts, especially if it's Sammy. You remember all that. All the funny parts, bro. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go check that out. It was funny. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, go see. Oh, not go see. We already talked about Get Out last week, but that uh, this was almost a week and a half ago, so it's probably really shooting up. But we went to go see Get Out again. Um, it's over a hundred million. Over a hundred. Five million dollar budget. That's crazy. Sheesh. And it was, you know, it was so different from the usual. And it's crazy. My mom um, was debating seeing it, but that's part of the reason why we saw it the second time because she um, she went with us to see it. And, and she hates scary. Hates scary. And let me tell you, this woman was on the phone with one of her girlfriends talking about that movie for I don't know how long. For and real? girl, did you see that one part? No, but listen, don't you feel like like just going in about how great it was and all this other stuff? So who, who was it? Which friend? I think it was Aunt Vivica or Aunt Oh, yo, those are two people to never go see a movie with. Yeah, they saw it separately, but they... <laughs> Thank God. Hey, yo, live at the family barbecue. One thing, you, you may not never meet them, but don't never go see a movie with our mother and her friend, our auntie. 
Aunt Vivica. <laughs> Absolute worst experience of my life. Don't do it. And I love Please both of them. Don't do it. I love both of them dearly. Worst. I mean, you talking about two folks talking through a movie like it's the Golden Girls and they sitting in their living room over a cup of tea or coffee. I have experience watching a movie with Aunt Vivica. <clears throat> don't ever do it. Well, dang. Do it at home. Don't do it at a movie theater. Okay. You could pause it, you know, shut down the volume. Are we good? But don't never go do that while she. But yeah, go anyway. Go see Get Out again if you haven't. We definitely. I, I hope it gets to shoot a billion dollars. Hopefully it keeps going. So definitely go see Get Out. Definitely was better the second time. Uh, so twice. yeah, uh, Gerard Carmichael eight. He has a show. I forgot. I think it's on TBS. Meet the Carmichaels mm. or with the Carmichaels, something like that. And um, he had a stand-up that just came on HBO this past weekend. It was pretty good. Wasn't great, but it was pretty good. He the one some... I watched a little bit with you of? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was pretty good, though. It was pretty good. Um, I think he got a lot of potential, you could tell, because he's fearless. So uh, go check that out. Gerard Carmichael 8, doing it for the culture. Um, I'm interested to see your take on this, because we watched it. You feel me? I loved it. Uh, I thought it was accurate. But someone who, uh, you know, haven't, you know, you wasn't necessarily on a college campus with like the fraternities and sororities and all that like that. So how did you feel watching Burning Sands? Like I watched it twice and then we watched it. So I watched it with Nigel and I watched it with you and Skylar and well, like 50% with mom. <laughs> like <a> 20%. <laughs> Man, um, you can. She can't come in there, you know, fucking on the crew, and then mom just gonna sit in there and watch the rest of it. If you guys watch it, the girl from Whataburger went in there and tried to smash the homies. Dang, Mira, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! (laughs) She tried to smash the homies, and mom walked out. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, So, what did you think of Burning Sands? That movie was. It was great. And it wasn't great because I assume all fraternities are like that. But I feel like there are a lot of frats that take it to that point. And I feel like um, some people are even... Well, no, maybe a lot of people are probably scared to talk about it Mm. um and i saw a little bit of that in burning sands but i also feel like the young men who stuck through that the um, like the new pledges um we have to do better raising our children i would never want my son to go through all that and think that's okay and to think that's something he needs to stick to like i want him to know when to get out know when enough is enough Mm -hmm. and i feel like i think that's something that um the main one trevor i don't know his last name um his real name or character name his real name oh yeah something he's a singer too yeah i saw that Mm -hmm. um you know even the fact it was good that he you know he tried to reach out to the dean but dean was part of the frat so that (laughs) didn't really do nothing (laughs) and he was like od into it 
OD. And, you know, I, I did appreciate that part that he tried, but then he still kind of, you know, and I felt like it, it, it kind of does become a little bit of an ego thing where it's like, you have to finish. You're not weak. You got to make it to the end, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I felt like enough was enough in the beginning. Like <laughs> when nigga took them shots to the ribs. Yo, like that got me so mad. Skylar swole up on the couch. <laughs> Skylar swole up within like the first five minutes of the movie. Hold on, bro. <laughs> oh, nah, he would have to catch the spade. <laughs> but I just think about, yeah, I think about Skylar. I think about you when you were kind of interested in joining a frat, like, Skylar is Imani's boyfriend for anybody who hasn't noticed. I'm sure we'll get him on here one day. One day. Um, but yeah, man, like it was a great movie though. And I've never seen um any of the actors before, but I think they all did it. Well, I saw the the girl from Empire. Yeah. I don't know her name. There's another one there, uh light skinned dude who's in the frat with like the little Mohawk. He's on power. Oh, okay. The dark skinned one, he was in uh Moonlight. Okay. And um I think yeah, a lot of the other ones. I think it was one other, the little one, the uh, the Christian one, and the group. He was, uh, if you ever seen Ray Donovan, he was on the first season of that. Okay. So it was a couple in there. But great movie, check it out. I'm interested in seeing what you have to say now. I have a lot. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Let it out. <laughs> so, hmm. Well, being that I uh, attended the uh, illustrious Bowie State University, uh, Ooh, yeah, historically black college and university, um, you know, the Divine Nine was very uh, present on campus. I met a lot of great people and all fraternities and sororities and uh, really good people, really good folks. Some of my mentors, fraternities and sororities and everything. So it was definitely... Uh, you know, good to experience that. Like, I think that's one thing I hope all of this uh, leads to is people being able to reach out and get more knowledge of these things. Because us being in California, like, that was something we never grew up around. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't a lot of fraternities before. They're not real prevalent in California like that. Or they don't have that. I feel like they get it in down south and uh, back east. They get it from, like, when they're young, you know, and they just grow up around that culture. And, um, you know, for us, that just wasn't it. So when I went to Bowie, you know, that was really my first time stepping into it and seeing, you know, the ins and outs of it and the beauty of it and seeing all the great people that came from it. And, uh, you know, I saw movies like School Days uh, show some of the great aspects of it, seeing stuff like uh, Stomp the Yard. And, you know, a lot of people, even from the fraternities and sororities, uh, Divine Nine, to tell you that that's not, you know, hundred percent of what it is so we've had great examples of good things that go on in fraternities and whatnot and kind of the more glamorized side of it but <clears throat> this is part of it too you know and people have to understand that there are literally uh lawsuits that happen every year people getting hurt every year people have died from you know hazing people going overboard and uh at the end of the day it needs to be talked about because stuff happens every year and um i think i hope this is what it's done i feel like that's what you know i go to twitter all the time i feel like hopefully it started some dialogue there 
And, um, you know, because I used to have them when we was on campus, uh, you know, just dialogues about, you know, hazing and things like that. But I really hope that out of this people, man and woman up, like that's what I hope happens, that you don't have to do something because something happened to you. Because honestly, that's a coward's point of view. Mm. It really is. It's a coward's point of view for you to feel like you got to beat someone. Till they bleed and passed out, can't sit down, whatever it may be, unconscious. However, you decide to do it. And sometimes it's mental, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just, you know, the way you talk to folks, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, man and woman up and accept that it is a problem and that's a easy and more efficient way to do rites of passage processes where you don't have to come out of it feeling humiliated or, you know, halfway getting beat to death. And if you can't figure out a way to do that where people aren't getting in trouble every year, then you're part of the problem. Like, you're literally part of the problem. And you're a coward. Like, and that's just how I feel about it. Like, you're literally a coward. And, you know, uh, hopefully it's something that people start taking more heat of because people are getting hurt, you know. And some of these folks are getting bad reps. And honestly, people are missing out because I think it's a lot of good people. You know what I'm saying? That would be great for fraternities and sororities that aren't going because they have this negative depiction of it. So what's being done to make sure that that's getting cleaned up? So I hope that's what comes out of this. I really do. But I thought it was a great movie. And um, for everybody on Twitter uh, talking about this is crazy. This stuff don't happen. I suggest you get off of them Twitter fingers and go out there. And actually do something about it. No Twitter fingers, B. Be about that action. Figure it out. Straight up. Yeah, I mean, figure it out. Do stuff about it, man. Because you talking and tweeting about it ain't going to make nothing happen. And especially if you in them. Like, because you got a lot of power, man. So use your power. Use it wisely. Be a leader. Your punk. Sight. I know I'm playing. Come on, bro. Yeah, we do it. But it was a great movie, so check that out. And it's free. It's on Netflix, man. Go check it out. Like, we're trying to get these streams up for these black films so we can, uh, you know, make sure we're leading to more opportunities. Uh, real quick, these last two, and then we'll kind of get off the film and cinema stuff. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. You might be asking why we're bringing him up, you know. It's like, you know, what this got to do with the culture? Well, first off, I love Robert Downey Jr., but... Why are we talking about him is because he just got cast as the new Dr. Doolittle. Huh? <laughs> Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy. He just got cast as the new Dr. Doolittle? They're remaking it. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be the new Dr. Doolittle. But this is why it's important. I thought Eddie Murphy was the first person to do Dr. Doolittle. Why ain't Eddie the new Dr. Doolittle? It's a remake. So? I guess Eddie ain't hot enough right now. I don't know. But I guess the original Dr. Doolittle came out like 1968 or something like that. Mm. And it was a white guy. Mm. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting because, I, I mean, Eddie was my Dr. Doolittle. But, you know, whatever. Same. And, yeah. And um, Taraji P. Henson, my girl, Cookie, uh, Hidden Figures, Baby Boy. Not so much. My bad. <laughs> Stay off of that. <laughs> but she says she wants to be a Marvel superhero. So she wants to come over to the Marvel Universe. 
So I think that'll be dope. Hopefully they make that happen. You're already a superhero on our book, though, Cookie. So you I know. actually should. I've seen a lot. Her um, range, her range um, from Baby Boy, um, and then seeing her <laughs> as Cookie, and then seeing her in Hidden Figures. Like I just see a different uh, a range that I didn't know she had, and I would love to see her in. Um, superhero movies slapping up some of these uh bad guys like she do her sons on empire i think that would be dope <laughs> i think she absolutely positively should she do be slapping them boys up kind of crazy Straight even though i stopped i stopped watching it Por qué? but you know it is what it is why you stop i ain't feeling it no more man y'all got that i ain't feeling you my bad nah but um okay so um, this we might as well get into one of these drops. So, uh, go on ahead, money. Pay these bills. Hey, y'all, be sure to check out my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Imani Shani. It is very, very geared toward men and women. I feel like y'all could both get something from my channel. So, be sure to check it out. YouTube.com slash Imani Shani. Check that out. All one word, man. Imani Shani. Go check out the girl, man. I, I learned a lot listening to that or watching the channel. So listening. Um, you know, things for me to consider. Thanks, brother. Um, yeah, I mean, y'all just, I mean, y'all got it popping over there. Man. I don't know. Women like the booty. <laughs> hey, y'all, if people was going crazy with you and Mashama's little air pointing thing y'all did in that video, too. Dang. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was actually Marimba. But you did it too. But you said Mashama is what I'm getting at. Oh, you know all light skinned folks look alike. My bad. You want to do that? <laughs> you you want to do that? My bad. <laughs> hey, real quick. So, um, not even real quick, but how dare me get to my fourth episode and not talk about something so dope? <laughs> My boy, Ten Stacks, released another project on SoundCloud, Ten Stacks, called Black Gold. Please go check that out. Super dope hip-hop, man. He's from Harlem. Uh, Got a song with me on there, giving y'all bars one time. And uh, it's just a dope project, man. Real cool hip-hop, man. It's taking it back to the essence. But just some cool New York joints, man. Reminded me of, like, Rockefeller Records, man. So go check that out. Wanted to start it off with him because that's, yeah, that's my guy and that project was amazing. So please check that out. 10 Stacks on SoundCloud. The project is called Black Gold. So definitely go check that out. Um, you know, some more black excellence. Uh, in spite of Nikki getting ate up by Remy, I think we talked about that almost on every show. Um, but we love Nikki, but it was just in the battle. We had to say someone won and we said Remy won. That's mm-hmm. it. But Nikki uh, accomplished something super dope, man. We got to give her her credit. Um, she surpassed Aretha Franklin in the Billboard Hot 100 records. So I think uh, she just got up to 76. So that's, I mean, it's Aretha. <laughs> she passed it. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Nikki Minaj, man. She passed Aretha Franklin on those charts, man. For um, 
most total appearances among women with uh, 76. Yep. So shout out to Nikki, man. She's super dope. Joey Badass got a project coming out. I'm looking forward to that. I don't remember what the date is. I'll look it up on here in the midst of some of this. Um, Mark Morrison. You remember that song? Return of the Man. Mm. Return. Arguably the greatest song ever. Arguably. It goes with everything, man. <laughs> That's my jam. Like, oh. Yeah, low key. When it comes on anywhere, like low key, like folks is going off. Return of the Mac. It turned twenty one a couple days ago. Twenty one years old to that song, man. Shout out to a classic. Your girl Meek. Uh, not Meek. Your girl Meek. <laughs> That's messed up. I ain't mean it like that though. Your girl Nikki mm. fired off some shots at uh Meek. On stage, yeah. I think Drake had brought her out um, when I was in London or something like that. He had a concert, and she said, "If you ever with a bitch ass nigga and he disrespect you, make sure, sure y'all, sure y'all, y'all lovely. We ain't got time for that." Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Oh, I seen that. I yeah, seen that. Something like that. I mean, she didn't say Meek's name, but mm-hmm. it was like, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically about Meek. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like talking mess about your significant other after a breakup is just, like, whack. Even for me, like, I feel like him just kind of getting involved with the whole um, Remy and Nikki beef. Like, I feel like that was very weak of him, too. But he'd been weak for a minute. But I just feel like he... Same, my man been making weak moves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like that. I mean, I understand her like, you know, kind of getting her her shots back off to him. So I get it. But I just feel like I. Uh, uh, I ain't and that. breakups is going to be bitter. It's going to be stuff that should shouldn't. I mean, I said should shouldn't be said or shouldn't be tweeted. You know, it happens. But I think. uh the thing folks get tired of, I guess they feel like Meek just be like, <laughs> folks be feeling like Meek ain't made one grown up decision in all of this, man. I think that's the that's the cold part for it, but I mean, you know. Yeah. That man might be hurt, man. Nikki is a good woman, man. Let that man, let that man go through what he gonna go through, man. Real talk. But um. <laughs> Don't do that, man, like that. He gonna come on here one day. We gotta bring me going one day, man. No, that's fine. I'd like to I'd like to converse with him. Yeah. I got some questions. She got some questions, man. It's all love. It's all love. Um what I was about to say. Oh. So Drake and Ricky Rose dropped this week. Oh, Ricky came out with something? Oh dang, bro. What's up, bro? You ain't listen to it? Nah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I get all my music, anything from you. So I know you told me about Drizzy. You told me about Future a couple you, weeks ago. You listen to some of Drake's, though, right? Oh, yeah. You listen to the whole thing? Not the whole thing. But most of it. I listen to the Island Tings. <laughs> I was grooving and moving. <laughs> hey, yo. yo, anybody hating on Drake's uh, Island songs, y'all got to grow up, man. That's some good music. And honestly, I work with a girl that's from Canada. And she's, I don't know, she's she's mixed. I think she's like Italian, 
uh, just like a bunch of different white stuff. But a bunch of different white stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just said that to say <laughs> she has like that. She has that accent, and she says that. Um, just pretty much in Canada, like, a lot of them do have that accent. Mm. And it's very cultural. She's like, there's a Jamaican spot on, like, every corner out there. Like, mm. how we have McDonald's low-key. Mm. So it's just like, that. that's just in their culture. Because I feel like people get on Drake a lot about, like, low-key having the accent sometime or mm-hmm. about making island songs. But it's just like, that's really how they roll. Right. Like, and you got to understand that he's from there, but he lives out here now, too. So it's like... He kind of does give it to us sometimes, and then sometimes it's not there. But I get it. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it it makes sense now that I know somebody who's, like, born and raised there. Mm. That's real. I mean, I just think folks need to start hating. I'm like, yo, if you using something and it works, like, what you going to say about that? Like, Controller was a hit. One Dance was a hit. Hey. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of songs on here is hits where he had like island or African influence. So it's like, bro, like that's versatility. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I just never understood where we got to a point where versatility, you know, gets shunned because ain't none of them like knocking him for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then he's getting, you know, a lot of people who are, you know, whether it was Wizkid or Beanie Man and some of the other ones, like they co-signing it. So. You know, it's like, you know, just show love, man. That's where it is. Like, he's making good freaking music, man. Like, facts. Good music, man. Uh, I'm trying to free smoke hard. The song on there with uh, Thugger. And um, who else is on there? Two Chains. I forgot the name of it. Uh, Sacrifices. Oh, I like anthem. the one with Yeezy. Yeezy Glow. Yeah, I'm about to glow. Like he got some hits on there, so I definitely think everybody should check it out. And I have come to the conclusion after watching this, and y'all could, you know, tweet me at me, let me know what's good with it. But um Drake is and I really don't think it's close. He is the most versatile artist of all time versatile not best um that's you know michael jackson's crown and a couple you know other people who in it who you guys want to discuss that's up to you but versatility we've never had anybody that can uh rap sing be the king or queen of the hooks switch over to do an island joint Switch over to do an African joint. Could do a super trap song with Future. Do a whole album with Future. Do a song with Little Brother. Rap alongside Jay-Z. All packaged into one. And I think that folks need to just recognize that. Like I had a few conversations over the weekend. It was some other people who got uh, brought up. Kanye, Kanye's never been the king of hooks. Uh, I can't think of no super trap songs that Kanye was like consistently on that could consistently kill. Like you talking about everybody from the Migos to Future to Two Chains to, I mean, like Drake is, he's done it all, man. 
in terms of like tracks he's been able to hop on and make them better. And uh, I don't think anybody's been able to do it the way he's done it. So I, I think he is not. I, I know he is the most versatile artist of all time, man. Bringing it with the bars and everything else. So give that man his respect, you know. And I'm sure some of you guys will hate me for it. But I say prove me wrong, man. Prove me wrong, B. Someone okay. told me Lauren Hill, and I love Lauren Hill. She's one of my favorites, but I ain't never heard Lauren Hill get on a track with uh, UGK or Outkast or Scarface, mm-hmm. someone down south. You know what I'm saying? Could switch it up like that. You know, it just it just is what it is. And I love Lauren Hill, and to have done it for as long as he's been doing it, this is going on almost ten years. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it straight. So it's like get that man his love, man. Mm-hmm. Ten years straight. Rose joint was dope too. I know you didn't say you you said you didn't listen to that one yet though, but it's pretty soulful as Rose does it. Okay, okay, okay. And um Apple of My Eye. Oh, beautiful song. Beautiful song. Check that out though. So we got some good music in the last few weeks, man. Future Drake, Rick Ross, Ed Sharon. He dropped something. I gotta listen to his joint. But um there's been some dope stuff that came out, man. Definitely has been. We got to keep it lit. You got to drop some. What's up? June. I'm shooting for June, man. Dropping some new music, yo. June. Everybody note that. Hit him up in June. Yeah. Nah, it's going down for sure. I had some singles before that. What else, bro? What, I mean, what, what else? What's up? Oh, you know what I was about to ask you about? Oh, talk to me because I don't watch this crap. Uh, but you do. The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. Well, The Bachelor just went off last Oh, yeah, week. that's what it was. But then, yeah, they transitioned. Mm-hmm. He chose his woman. But one of the... Is it a black woman? That he chose? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the good thing about that is we now have our first um, black bachelorette. And um, she is super cute. She's an attorney. I'm not sure where she's from, but she's just like all around just banging. So I was super, super happy to hear that. Super happy to see all the love she's getting and um, people acknowledging that we have not had a um, African-American bachelorette yet. And I don't even know how long the show has been on, but well overdue. And... um, yeah, I'm excited. I'll be tuning in. Will you be watching? With What's me so dope home? about it? Like, why y'all like watching people get in relationships so much? Like, Again. for real, real talk. Is it a woman thing? Like, like you said at the beginning. Wait, like I said at the beginning of this, people <laughs> are nosy. I want to know about relationships. I want to know the ins and outs. Just because, I don't know. I feel like any good relationship, like, you kind of go off of each other and everyone is so different i just like seeing like what other people do in their relationships happy couples what they like to do with each other and things like that i just i even like going on double dates with other couples just because i don't know i feel like it's healthy nigga what's the last double date you've been on um 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 me and skylar went with you and mom to the movies Nigga, that was no goddamn double date. What? 
the type of what type of Utah white people you trying to say we was on? Me and Skyler went out with his cousin and his wife on Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. That was awesome. Um, and they're super, super funny. I just like I love healthy couples right. talking. Um, so yeah, I like doing stuff like that. That for me, I'm just nosy by nature, so I like that. That's dope. Um, let me just say this right now, since you ain't say it. What? Don't be the first black bachelorette and go on there and pick no white man. Like, oh, okay. Real talk. You got to do it for the culture. What's her name? Uh, Rochelle. Rochelle. Rachel. Whatever. Rachel. Rochelle. Whatever your last name is. Don't go on Bachelorette and come back home with no white man. This is this is for the culture. But she you went on the you, Bachelor for a white man. So nah, how are you gonna say that? Nah, bro. And didn't get picked. And didn't get picked. So do it for the culture. I do mean, it for the brothers. Do it for the brothers. No comment. You know I'm right. I don't know you're right. That's why she, I said no comment. Yeah, I'm telling. Like I'm acting like her parents. Don't come back in this house. I'm acting like your mama and your daddy. Don't come back up in here with no white boy. Alright, I'm just saying. <laughs> She's tried it with the brothers. No, she hasn't. She has. That's what she said on the show? That's what she said. What'd she say? That she's dated black men, nigga. What you mean? Like, what does that mean, though? Like, one? Alright. I don't know specifically, but she's dated white men and she's dated black men. So she said she done with black men? Like, I'm confused. Like, no, she said but I'm she just tried saying. it and it didn't work? Like, what are you talking about? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Is she that has, why she went on The Bachelorette? She has dated white men and it hasn't worked. And she has dated black men and it hasn't worked. So we can't just say. Only the home team, sis. All right, bruh. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave the home team, sis. Like, real talk, man. Uh, what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait a minute. I felt like I had something else to say about that. I feel like <laughs> we need you to reach out. We need to reach out. Go on and on, <laughs> nigga. Go on there and and volunteer the dater. Then you how about that? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay then. Wait a minute. Well, I think that's. I mean, you know how disrespectful that is. So let's talk about how disrespectful the bachelorette is how? and the bachelor. Let's talk about how disrespected you would feel if you walked into a house on the first date and there was 30 other women in there. And he was just, Skyler was just like, hey, look, you got a one in 30 chance. No, like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, how disrespectful would that be? Like, you think I'm going to walk into a house mm-hmm. with 30 other dudes and be like, you know, I'm going to try this out, man. Hopefully it works. Like, what about you? It's so good. That I need to get into a competition with thirty other men for you. Absolutely not. You is she rich? Cut the first night. No, is she rich? I don't think so. We need a bachelorette for Oprah. That's what I want to see. Next. And that's what I want to see. A, ba- a bachelorette for Oprah. You'd lose that too. I wouldn't even go on it. But come on, bro. The pool would be so crazy and it'd be cutthroat. It'd be real fights over that. Why? Because she got Oprah money. got wild though. Exactly. So you want a bunch of gold digging hussies? That's what you want to see? That's what, that's what you feel like is missing? Good to know. How successful was Flavor of Love? It was pretty successful. Exactly. <laughs> I'm saying, so imagine, imagine flavor of love on steroids. 
Oprah. We gonna have to let's continue. Continue, Amir. Yo, I'm just saying. We just gonna have to agree to disagree on this. I'm just saying, like it would be more entertaining to me. Um, Gold digging. Some more uh, black excellence. Uh, Myron Roll. You guys gotta look this up. <clears throat> I might be a little off with it, but um, who is it? He played for Florida State University. And uh, he left a year early to take a Rhodes Scholarship to basically study at one of the most prestigious universities in Europe. Came back over, uh, tried out for football to come back. Got hounded for it. Why would you leave? Go to take the Rhodes Scholarship when you got an opportunity to have an NFL career. Came back, tried out for the NFL. Uh, I think he quit after like one season. He didn't uh, get picked up, and then he said, "Forget it." That man is now about to become a neurosurgeon. Mm. Mm. And to think, it was people frowning upon him because he turned down the NFL. To go and get a Rhodes scholarship, I think it's only like a couple people in the world that get that. They got applicants for it. Like it's crazy. Like the process for it to get accepted is crazy. So he got accepted, won it, took it, and I, I think it's just um, another example of do what your heart tells you. Mm-hmm. That man became a neurosurgeon. Is going to end up saving a lot of people's lives. And that's the life he decided to choose, and he's going to have a imp- more impact than you could ever get by scoring the touchdown. And that's no disrespect to nobody that's done it, but um, being able to save people's lives is, you know, amazing, and he needs to get a hand clap for that. Black man, neurosurgeon. Uh, so shout out to him, Myron Roll, big dog. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for me to give you guys – a drop and pay a couple of bills. This episode of Live at the Family Barbecue is brought to you by the dopest magazine in black culture. So if you're tired of Fox News and uh, everything else dogging out black culture, go on over to Get Far Magazine. That's www.getfarmagazine.com. To get that real ish, that's G E T F A R magazine.com. Check us out. Also, look us up on um, Instagram or Instagram popping, Twitter popping, uh, and Facebook is popping. So, yeah, get at us one time. A couple little sports hits, right quick. Uh, Russell Westbrook and the light skinned king got back at it again. No, a little shoving match. <laughs> I don't know what's up with them, bro. Like, they, them niggas had to chill, bro. That's Westbrook. Low-key is Westbrook. I don't know. I feel like, boy, uh, I think Bull's still sensitive about the uh, K- mm-hmm. the KD thing. But mm-hmm. he'll get over it one day. Um, my man, Marshawn Lynch, is thinking about coming back, Skittles and all, to the greatest football franchise in the history of the world, the Oakland Raiders, man, so. Hopefully he get back at it, man. Shout out to uh, shout out to B Smoke. Um, <laughs> shout out to me for wearing his <laughs> collection in a fashion show. All right, you continue. you wore B Smoke. Uh, for real? I, yeah, I forgot. I, it was something I invited you to though. I wasn't here. 
Mm-mm. Nah, you left. But, yep, he was there in the corner. I wore, because he does, um, like, activewear. Mm-hmm. And I wore, like, some tights and a hoodie. But I think the back of my hoodie said beast mode. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. I walked or whatever. When I got to the end of the runway, this nigga's, like, standing right there with his phone out talking about some. Show the back of your shirt. Hey, hey, turn around. Show the back of your shirt. <laughs> I literally hear him yelling this. Hey, 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 show the back of your shirt, bro. Hey. I immediately turned around yeah. to show the back of that shirt. Word. Yeah, but he's dope. That's good. Yo, man, Charleston, man, help us get Beast Mode on the show one time. Like, come on, bro. Like, for real, we need that, Loki. I feel like that would be a classic interview. Uncle Charles. Uncle Charles. Um... What else do I want to talk about? Uh, Chimamanda Adichie. Have you seen paper one time? I love her name. Yeah, it's definitely dope. Um, so basically, um, like I said, please, you guys go and look up some of the stuff we talking about. But her name is, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Beautiful name. And this, uh, she's an author. I got a couple friends that have written uh, some of her books. Written. Written. <laughs> <laughs> they read <laughs> some of her books. And um, she talks a lot about uh, feminism and whatnot. A lot of other things. But um, everybody I know that's read her stuff really likes it. And uh, one of the girls who writes for our magazine, matter of fact, I think she did a, a book review. I was one of our first articles too. It was a book uh, she did, so mm-hmm. definitely go check um, her out. But she's been getting some flack. Interested to see what you got to hear about this, or you got to say about this. Um, but she basically said, "I don't know what station the interview was on ABC, NBC, something like that." But she basically said, in a nutshell, that. Um, it's hard for her to accept, uh, you know, that the trans or transgender women's uh, experience in uh, the world is the same as um, women's experience. And uh, specifically, you know, uh, black women, because that's usually, you know, who she's talking about. But um, she said, you know, it's just a different experience. And um, that was pretty much the gist of it. And um, to see, you know, some of the comments on there, she need to shut the fuck up. She don't know what she talking about. These women have, um, you know, they have a struggle, too. It was very interesting because she never said that they didn't have a struggle. Uh, one, uh, I think uh, everybody um, has a struggle. And uh, I don't think she ever uh, belittled the struggle. But I think she was just saying, you know, it was different. So uh, I know you heard read a little bit about it um you had any any hot takes Mm, i agree with everything she said and i feel like i don't i just don't understand how so many people disagreed because um just biologically like i just looked at something that um went through a woman's 28-day cycle. Mm. And we go through so many 
things, with hormones, with um, emotions, just honestly, just based off of being a woman. Mm. And it's something that we go through every 28 days. And that's not even talking about what we go through when we're on our cycle. That's just 28 days as a cycle itself. So it's just like, I completely agree with her. And I feel like anyone who understands that should be able to relate and understand what she's talking about. A trans woman will never know that 28 day cycle. A trans woman will never know premenstrual stress before that period comes. We'll never know um, just a bunch of different things that goes on in the woman's body. Like that, that, list goes on and on and on and I feel like that's all she was saying and I completely agree not taken away because I feel like you know as a trans woman to even go through that in itself is a lot but like you already said she wasn't taken away from that she's just saying low-key like let women have this like (laughs) let women (laughs) (laughs) I just what it is it's just like yo like you could be a woman, but like just to be real, like you know, there's nobody that's gonna be able to experience no. that. Like no. I mean, yeah, I mean that's just, I mean that's real. I didn't mean to cut you off. You guys almost? No, no, okay. no, no. Nah, I mean because even I think, but it's weird because I think, <laughs> and I know it was some crazy. women that have told her too to shut up because she don't know what trans women was going through. But some of the trans women that said it too, right? But right. it's interesting because. Um, like for me, like I had even had a conversation with one of my uh, one of my female friends. I don't know. I think she had said something about like uh, marriage. I'm mean, not marriage, but um, pregnancy mm-hmm. or something like that. And she was like, "That nine months is gonna be so crazy." I was like, "I don't know if I'm gonna wanna uh, do that again." Like you know what I'm saying? After I had my first one, and I was like, "Man, you're gonna be all right, man." Or something like you be able to get over it. <laughs> and she was like, "Yo, honestly, like shut the fuck up, yo." Like. <laughs> And she was like, bro, like, you do not know, like, what that's like. Mm-hmm. And Very I was true, like, though. yeah. And I was like, but you're right. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I could say. I was like, nah, you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think, like, Good. that's what, nah, but I'm saying, I think that's what happens. Like, if it's something, you can try and put yourself in somebody's shoes mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as you want to, mm-hmm. but there's certain aspects of it that we'll just never be able to. To mm-hmm. identify with, like, cause it's like that's something that I will never know what it's like mm-hmm. to conceive and hold a child in me for nine months, like, and that's part of it. That's part of the experience of being a woman, like, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that you know only women can get. Women that are born women. So um, I think that was just it, it was interesting to me because it seems like they had one of the moments that I had. <laughs> It was like, no, 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 no. It's the same. But it's like, nah, it could never be the same. That's something they got. That's something your mama's got. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? That you came from. And just biologically, it's some things that we just, we just not going to be able to relate to. Like, period. Not saying that, you know, the psychological stress I go through for whatever is, you know, uh, obsolete or it don't matter. You know, but it's just saying it's different. Like, it's, that's all it was saying. But, um, like, just to backtrack a little bit, I was uh, disturbed by the comments on, like, Twitter and things like that because I think it's really uh, part of the problem 
is that I feel like society is super soft right now. And I mean soft from the perspective of if you don't agree with somebody, the first thing they want to tell you to do is shut up. Mm-hmm. Or Ain't that you don't know what you're talking about. As opposed to having a dialogue. So even if we have different beliefs, at least we can have an understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. And through understanding, I think we can build relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you have people, and I think that's like, it's weird. I mean, that that's what the world is shifting to. It's shifting to a spot where you can't say something that someone might find controversial, regardless of the topics or the uh, conversation that can come out of it, which a lot of times leads to good. Mm-hmm. Um those people get shunned those people get ostracized they get talked about and talked about instead of us having those conversations so um i was listening to a podcast things you should know that's the name of it things you should know i encourage everybody to check it out they talk about a lot of good stuff on there but they talked about uh how free speech um you know it really isn't free you know and it's a lot of aspects that come with that but a part of it was that um and which most people should know is that free speech doesn't mean that um you're free from criticism Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so if you have thoughts or ideas and beliefs and values uh then you should express them Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be right so you got to be able to be challenged as well you know so i think a part of it has to become freedom of speech so i have the freedom to say something you got the freedom to say something back but now i think the part that they left out of that bill of rights should have been that a part of that freedom of speech is you have to be able to defend what you're talking about Mm. you got to be able to defend what you're talking about because anybody on here telling people to shut up or i ain't trying to hear that for something like we got to understand that ignorance is all around us and a lot of time ignorance don't mean you stupid sometimes you just kept from information mm-hmm. so a part of that and educating and enlightening people is us being able to have constructive dialogue without folks getting into their feelings man mm-hmm. like it's too many people getting into their feelings out here and you know they get up into this nutshell and now we can't have no more conversation because you feeling some type of way off of your emotions and there's nothing wrong with having emotions, but there's something wrong with being emotional about a topic to the point where you can't talk about it with somebody who is, uh, you know, looking for answers and looking and searching and wants to dialogue about something. I think that's the worst thing you could do. So um, there was a quote I had got um, from Jonathan Roch. They had quoted him on the things you should know. Uh, podcast and he said if you suppress speech you suppress thoughts and we got to think about all the great ideas and things that have came um that was really like a minority type decision things that weren't popular at first you know what i'm saying it's been so much stuff that's been birthed out of things that weren't popular at first you know it's been so many relationships built you know, because of things that weren't popular, there's been so much change and movement made because of things that weren't popular at first. So um, 
it's just a part of life. You know, we got to get back to that point where we can sit down and have constructive dialogue with each other. And I'm like, at the point of my life, if you can't do that, like we shouldn't really be around each other because I know I got some takes on stuff. So it's like, you know, just be able to defend what you're talking about, man. And stop being so emotional. Stop being so emotional. So listen to what she's talking about. I hope, uh, you know, she gets a chance to sit down with some of these folks and they can see where she's coming from. Because I think, uh, you know, I think what she was saying was true. And, um, you know, it'll be very interesting to see where it goes from here. Very interesting. Very. I'm excited. I'm sure we'll be reading about it soon. Sure we will. Hopefully we get her on the podcast. That would be good, to be honest with you. That'd be very good. Speak it into existence. A couple other things. Tommy Loren, the one who was uh, shitting on Beyonce when she did the uh, <laughs> the, the Black Panther joint. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, she got suspended um, from her job. So now... Um, Black Twitter, y'all can have a holiday. I'm sure that's what y'all was looking for. When I tell you God is good, God is great, he moves, he's real. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting. It's so crazy, man. You could think you on one side of it and then like someone say something that's not. She got suspended because she said that she was pro-choice. Wait. She got suspended from her job at the Blaze. Like I think I don't, I don't think it's that long. I think she got suspended for like a week or something like that. But that's what she got suspended for. <laughs> that. Yo. All right. Yeah, man. So she got her uh her real uh, her real nigga wake up call, man. She got suspended. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. From what I got, she was pro choice. So, wow. um, yeah, shout out to her for that. Uh, what else? Uh, I went to the Miss Africa Bay Area pageant. It was the first annual out here in uh, the Bay. It was in Oakland at one of the Masonic uh, lodges downtown. That joint was dope, man. It made me uh, even more eager to get to Africa, bro. It was a lot of stuff. A lot of good music, good dancing, good people, beautiful women from all over the continent. Um, so it was it was dope, man. Shout out to Omi who uh put that on. Wanna uh she danced at uh grandpa's funeral, matter of fact. She did the praise dance. She's so pretty. Yeah, she is. She's pretty and talented and put on a great show. So uh shout out to Omi, man. I'm sure we'll get her on here one of these days, talk about the event and why she felt it was important. We low key need that. We need that. And um Hot take. I don't know if you guys seen this video of uh, this young man breaking up these two uh, black guy breaking up two black boys fighting in the middle of the street and uh, really talking to them about being men. And actually, the people who was watching too, talking to all of them about being men. I thought that was a dope video, man, that I think needs to be played in every high school uh, because I think. A lot of these kids, uh, and it can't stop with a video, but a lot of them just need some guidance, man. So uh, I thought he had an excellent dialogue, man. And uh, just talking to kids about being leaders real quick. And angels come in all shapes and sizes, man. I feel like he was a, a, it was a touch by an angel moment. 
So shout out to that man for doing what he did. Um, definitely shout out to him. And um, what's your guy, bro? I seen you was uh, editing some videos. You know, I'm cooking up a couple things. Cooking up a couple things. I've been kind of off. This weather has honestly been very traumatic. My allergies been messing up. I've had breakouts. I don't know if y'all been going through this too. But it's been horrible. I had to like re-up on like a completely different face care regime because of my allergies. So I kind of took a little break from YouTube to kind of get that together. Because, you know, lights, camera, action with YouTube. And I don't want to be on there puffy and gasping for air. So... I feel like I'm in the clear now. So, yes, I am back to editing some videos that will be up this week. Hello. So, check them out. You will not be disappointed. What you talking about, bro? Bro, you always ask that. (laughs) I ain't going to say. You feel me? You just got to go on there. You be telling me sometime, though. I know. I'm about to stop. You got (laughs) to go on there, watch it, and then we discuss it next podcast. Dang. You not going to give us a preview, bro? You know what? No. Dang. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I got. Uh, I think that's 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 pretty much it. But I got. Uh, it's an interview we about to play for you guys. I did with uh, with my boy Short Dog, Doctor Shorter, teacher up there at Bowie State University, <clears throat> one of my mentors, and um, you know we discussed everything from like. Uh, black male teachers to uh uh education system to african-centered teaching and uh he gave us a real good interview so excited to see what you guys got to say about that one um and uh he also talked about uh one of the groups we started had a couple people on here but uh black male agenda a group we started at Bowie State University focuses on, uh, you know, black male retention, but giving black males that real sense of uh, black pride and greatness. So he was one of the advisors on there, Steve's student advisors. Um, he was a teacher and a counselor up there at Bowie State University. So looking forward to what he got to say, man. And, um, you know, besides that, I mean, it's been a great great sit down with you as usual my g per use great with you too my guy and um yeah i think that's it man definitely hit us up on twitter instagram facebook all that good stuff and then we'll uh we'll get to responding we still didn't do our folk boy and folk girl segment hopefully we can get to it this week i mean i feel like that's kind of a good thing you know does that mean like like we didn't have one it means we gotta get it okay cool yeah, because we didn't put it out there yet. So the fuck boy and fuck girl uh, segment is coming, y'all. Get ready. Um, but besides that, I'm gonna let uh, Imani, you know, do her usual closing. <laughs> and with that, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to hearing back from you, comments and feedback. See you at the next one. Hakuna Matata, niggas.